0: Hi, this is Lady Justice coming to you with part two regarding cerebral palsy. And this podcast will focus on the problems with aging um, and a physical disability. But um, just some basics before we get into the meat of the matter. Um, Cerebral palsy is, um, by nature, stable and static, meaning it doesn't change over time. What it is when you are born or when you acquire it at one point, it will be the same basically um, as you as you age. Um, in other words, it is a disability which uh, you don't die from in and it of itself, the motor aspects of cerebral palsy. However, if you have serious other um, ailments that go along with it—respiratory um, problems, um, heart problems, uh, eating and swallowing problems—that would, um, you know, endanger uh, in, in endanger your your health. Combined with the motor aspects, then yes, um, you would die. Uh, from CP with the other disabilities, and one thing that I failed to mention in the in the first podcast was that when people with cerebral palsies were born um, in the twenties and thirties and forties um, in those decades, they they often they often did die. They died at home. They died in institutions but not um, because of the uh, motor coordination and muscle tone aspects of cerebral palsy. They died um, of not having proper care and resources um, if they had other associated problems with, with cerebral palsy besides the, the movement and the posture problems that I alluded to. So many people who were institutionalized did die. Uh, so I just wanted to make that clear. Um, so getting back to the terminology, um, chronic versus progressive. Okay, chronic is, is something, is a disease that progresses slowly. Um, cerebral palsy doesn't doesn't fit that definition. as I said, it you're you're born with it or you're acquired with a certain set of symptoms and it does not progress. However, um, if you put the aging process on top of the developmental disability, um, it is harder um, as as you age because those um, those muscles and those joints, there's a lot more wear and tear on them. Perhaps you don't have the, um, what they call endurance, or just the energy to do things with with vigor as you did when you were younger. So yes, the, the nature of cerebral palsy can change over time, but it can be due to aging factors, and it just can be due to other associated problems. But in and of itself, um, it is not a disability um, that you would die, die from. And that in and of itself is a problem too because generally a lot of the, the, the research and um, funds, monetary funds um, that um, people uh, pour into um, disabilities are those that are very common in that, and that can be fatal. So that is another reason um, cerebral palsy research is vastly underfunded. Um, not because there's a small incidence of CP necessarily, but it's not something that somebody dies from. And people will sit up and pay attention and they wanna, they wanna put, put investment into those, those things that are taking people's lives versus those things that are quote unquote, quote, stable and static. Um, uh, Getting back to chronic diseases, again, they progress slowly. They are diseases that uh, aren't passed from person to person. Uh, They're non-communicable, which is the technical term. And the chronic disease, as opposed to those static and stable like CP, Um, The chronic disease persists over a long period of time. So examples of those would be things like cancer, arthritis, stroke, dementia, um, multiple sclerosis, muscular dystrophy, Parkinson's, etc. One other related matter is that um, a lot of people in just talking conversationally online, I remember somebody recently saying, oh, I'm so sorry that you have this illness. Well, it's not an illness in the sense of feeling ill or uh, poor health, I'm not, I'm not chronically ill. And many people who, are, uh, who don't have the education with regard to disabilities, commonly mistake chronic illness for people with static and stable um, disabilities, those ones that don't change. And in fact, it becomes a problem um, with uh, so- Social Security. Uh, I found an article where someone was, wor- uh, was writing for Disability World, and in January 2009, they're saying that many people who are disabled due to chronic illness feel that the Social Security definition of disability does not cover them. um, and even generalized dictionary definitions, the condition of being unable to perform as a consequence of physical or mental unfitness does not cover those people with chronic uh, conditions. And um, in order to receive social security, the definition is an inability to engage in any substantial gainful activity you know by by reason of physical or mental um unfitness um which can be expected to result in death or which has lasted or expected to last for a continuous period of not less than 12 months well well many people who have chronic illnesses as we said um that th- that doesn't fit it seems to be that the um definition for social security benefits is is really outmoded and they seem to be just capturing those that have unchanging disabilities such as those with blindness those with what they used to call mental retardation developmental disability other examples would be learning disabilities and uh quadriplegia now that's another term quadriplegia would be um Someone perhaps with cerebral palsy that could not move any of their extremities, their upper their their upper extremities being their arms, their lower extre- extremities being their legs, and they'd be totally paralyzed with their four limbs, called quad quadriplegia. I am what they call um, di- diplegic, in that the the problems that I have primarily are just confined to my legs. So, diplegia is another term that is used with regard to that. Um, So, again, getting back to some of these issues, um, the Social Security definition does not seem to fit those, those with chronic illnesses. And, in fact, those people that have chronic illnesses, they, um, they, uh, they, uh, may not be able to work at all or or uh, sometimes they may feel fine and uh, if they do decide and try to work they will exhaust the the nine month trial work period um, as they continue to perform substantial gainful employment. but, but then um, they'll lose their benefits after after that period so it uh, um, unless they apply for a 36 month extension they they'll lose their benefits altogether so it just doesn't seem to fit um, in a whole lot of um, circumstances and uh, I was also reading that um, Medicare and the many different health care plans Medicare has a specialized plan where they have, delineated 15 different categories of chronic illness for a special kind of um, Medicare coverage now. So um, it's not as if people with chronic illnesses are are totally out in the cold. They are beginning to design specific health care plans for those people with chronic illnesses as well. So just to keep in mind, You know, cerebral palsy, static and stable, is not progressive, does not get worse over time versus other kinds of chronic conditions as we've just said. Now I wanted to get into a little bit with regard to resources, uh, particularly if you're um, a brand new family with a child with cerebral palsy. when I was growing up in the in the 50s and 60s, um, we turned to our local children's hospital that specialized in in orthopedic uh, problems. It was known as Newington Children's Hospital. Now it's Connecticut Children's Medical Center, and in fact, they do specialize in other other things, other types of disabilities. But that's what they're known for treating people with um, complex orthopedic problems but the issue here is that uh, the the um, operative term is pediatric so if you are someone over the age of 21 you can no longer be served by these um, medical medical uh, um, hospitals uh, medical centers in which they have a variety of resources to pull from and and that kind of leaves the leaves the rest of us out in the cold. But in fact, I have even called them for uh, recommendations um, as to, um, I know you can't treat me because I'm well over 21, but for this particular problem or that particular problem, what doctor or what specialist would you recommend? So I've even done that within the past year trying to get um, recent treatment and that that has um, worked because there is nothing formally set up, unfortunately. But if you are a family with a child born with cerebral palsy, definitely look to your um, your local uh, children's hospital specializing in orthopedic care. You know your Boston Children's. There are many of them around the country. Another resource would be United Cerebral Palsy, which is a nonprofit um, which offers day programs, support services, residential placement, um, employment, and and some um, uh, assistive technology. But uh, for example, the the nonprofit in Connecticut um, it was founded in, in nineteen forty seven. Um, but they now they also um, serve a variety of other disabilities. So CP is not totally totally their focus. And again, they um, they also have um, they they also have a number of other. Um, aspects that they, that they focus on, again, residential placement, trying to get employment, um, assistive technology. Um, so there may be a local United Cerebral Palsy nonprofit in your area that, that you can contact. Um, a rather new resource that I found is known as Cerebral Palsy Research Network, and it's CPRN.org um and it's um uh, the description is um our CP community registry known as CP core is a patient-powered registry that pro- provides CPRN researchers with additional research opportunities by gathering data directly from people with CP and their caregivers um So they gather, um, they collect a bunch of information via surveys developed by CPRN researchers and um, it's distributed through the CP community by another um, website called MyCerebralPalsy.org. so they go on to say that people with CP and their caregivers, uh, they can sign up to participate in research through MyCP portal, and they're presented with surveys that are uh, that are relevant to them, um, and they may also opt in to being contacted to relevant uh, c- clinical uh, t- trials, should clinical trials be available and uh, all of um, this registry and website program the principal investigator is um, a doctor jace uh, a phd doctor jacob keen k-e-a-n out of the university of utah so if you're interested in in looking at this i would i would definitely go to cprn.org or MyCerebralPalsy.org or perhaps contact Dr. Jacob Keene if you'd like to be um, involved in their surveys, helping them um, fine-tune their information, um, participate in surveys or clinical trials. Um, another one that is more of a grassroots and one which I, I really applaud is... Um, is called uh, CPN, or CPNOW, uh, Advancing Neuro Recovery. It's a team approach to future research and toolkits for, for parents and caregivers. Um, the website is cpnowfoundation.org. And this was founded by Michelle Sch- Schusterman and her husband, Uh, from Greenville, South Carolina in 2018 and um, she has a series of videos on YouTube Um, and the backstory to this was that her husband, who happened to be a physician, not sure what type, it didn't say, but uh, they, they had a child that or do have a child that is very involved with cerebral palsy. and when they look went to look for resources they were shocked to learn that there was no go-to resource for information from a grassroots a parents level giving giving other parents advice. So Michelle Schusterman has taken up the cause and she has um, she has uh, created uh, toolkits for parents and caregivers. So if you want to go to cpnowfoundation.org and and um, uh, take a look at some of her YouTube videos, I think that's wonderful to uh, because even for people like uh, Dr. Keene at the University of Utah, a lot of this research that they're just now setting up uh, is going to take years before they have any real substantial res- re- results that they can really turn into um, outcomes for people. And particularly those who are um, adults with CP. So my my comment to that is that yes, it's wonderful that now we're developing technology and I, I will be talking about the special um, orthotic braces that have just been developed for me. Um, but as we age, um, we may have aged out of, of, of what's coming up new such that we can't take advantage of, of the latest and greatest um, tools that would be available. So now is the time to get involved, particularly if you have a, a child with CP, do participate in your, uh, your children's hospital um, and your medical caregivers there. But it's also very advisable to try to connect with a um, CP parents group there uh, for support. And again, um, Michelle Schusterman, um, she provides these toolkits and online support and um, things that will just guide you when, when there is no map, when there is no road roadmap for this particular journey, uh, regardless of how old your child or the loved one in your family is with with cerebral palsy. So for now, um, I will uh, terminate this second, second show and look forward to bringing you some other information next time about piecing together's Um, services like a jigsaw puzzle. So I hope this has been helpful. Thanks so much for listening. Be be sure to pass this on and do do go to um, DonnaGore.com to learn about all of my other endeavors. Um, Thanks so much and we'll see you again next time.